0: Recently, during lockdown, I've had a bit more time on my plate. And I've used that time to just educate. I've just been learning. And one of my favourite platforms to use is Medium. Um, I use it nearly every day. I have daily notifications from my favourite authors on there. And it's kind of like little bite-sized snippets of info from people. And you might read some, I'll wake up and read the article that's there. And that article could spark an idea that could then become something that's going to be part of our product or be something that I could work on down the line. And um, Medium is, from my perspective, from a journalistic eye, is actually really high-quality content. And there's a lot of publications that I think could could look up to Medium as a as a as a quality as a qualitative platform for content. So I think just be be open to educating yourself every single day. Like I always say to people, every day is a school day. You, you need to just be, be ready to learn things. Um, and from a marketing perspective, in the tech field, it moves at such a rapid pace. And we're because we're in the payment gateway system, uh, industry, sorry, um, you've got all these high-end apps, like WhatsApp, Instagram, and they're all starting to involve payments within their apps and we're, we need to be reactive, and every single day you need to you need to kind of just be on top of it, know what's going on. Um, and I think that comes from my like looking for the story, being the being ahead of the news. But um, Medium is great for that. I would highly recommend it.
1: Hello, and welcome to the Digital Spaceship Podcast. A marketing journal hosted by blue drop studio co-founder anna rawinska and myself omar juman this podcast has one vision and that is to educate inform and inspire others who are trying to build their tech brand tune in and listen to us chat ideation marketing scaling and everything in between with up and coming entrepreneurs stakeholders and investors in tech startups across the world we'll be diving into the details and also hearing about the journey So without further ado, let's jump into this week's episode.
2: In this episode, we're speaking with Guy, Marketing Director at Finapay. Finapay is a fintech startup advocating for a safer online community by helping customers to complete transactions safely.
1: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Digital Spaceship Podcast. Today we're talking to Guy from FinaPay. Thank you for for coming on the show today, Guy. um, Tell us a little bit about your background,
0: your involvement with FinaPay and what it is you guys are up to. Well, thanks for the invite, first of all. Um, Great to be involved in this new podcast. Great, great journey you're on now. Thank you. Um, Yeah, so um, I... I mean my backgrounds in content creation really that's where I started okay. and my venture with FinaPay has been just over three months now and okay. we're in a very early stage of ideation and defining the product and it's really exciting at the moment. Um, yeah. got loads of brainstorming sessions and branding sessions going on so um, it's really nice to see something gradually grow from just from the beginning um, so. As a vision, we want to create a world without fraud. Yeah, That's kind of what we're trying to tap into. Um, It's a good vision. (laughs) Yeah, I know, right? Simple uh, simple enough. Um, (laughs) So we're trying to redefine how people interact with online marketplaces like Facebook Marketplace, Gumtree. Um, There's obviously a massive social aspect to that and you want it to be simple and easy to use, but we just want to make sure that people aren't being scammed Mm. when they're using it yeah Uh, and on on online marketplaces fraud is pretty prevalent and there's loads of different techniques that people use Mm -hmm. um interestingly i actually read something this morning um it was like a go fund yourself movement um and it was all about the issues surrounding the buy now pay later scheme Mm -hmm. which a lot of payment platforms use um but recently there's been uh, misleading adverts and um, influencers that have been kind of promoting products and but they have been promoting them to teenagers mm-hmm. but without the right information and then a teenager will join a scheme and then realize that maybe they, they might not be able to pay it or they've now got a bad credit rating and they're like 18 years old yeah And there's we want to I'd like to see us create something that's completely transparent and we're educating people on how you can be safe online. Um, and our product is still being defined. But uh, yeah, exciting times, exciting times.
1: Absolutely. I, I think it's incredible um, to have the insight into, you know, a, a startup that's at your stage, um, especially, you know, following the, the recent circumstances of, of things like COVID and, and the impact that that's had on the, the business landscape. Um, so you're, very much involved with the marketing of Finapay. Um So what does that role entail over there? What is it that, um, you know, you do on a day-to-day basis, let's say leading up to launch?
0: So right now I'm forming a go-to market strategy. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, I need to be quite reactive and adaptive yeah. at the moment because I'm trying to be as... Um, transparent with all of the teams so we try and communicate as much as possible especially at a time when we're all kind of working remotely mm-hmm. so making sure that each team knows what each other team's doing right now is mm-hmm. just as is just as um useful as the product itself really yeah. so i'll have a chat with the product design team and then decide that maybe in the next few months i need to actually change the the marketing strategy based on what they've done um, so for me, I'm just, I'm just kind of getting everyone's point of view at the moment. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, it's kind of, I, I really like this stage of marketing because for yeah. me, it's literally, you're just brainstorming. You're throwing all these ideas at each other. And to begin with, you're just going to start testing them. And there's no, you don't want to get too hung up on an idea because you don't know whether it's going to succeed or fail. Yeah. So you might as well fail quickly and then see what happens after, right? And then yeah. you can learn from your mistakes. So at the moment, I'm still forming a plan, but it's, it's, I know it's nice to be able to kind of experiment with certain things at the moment.
1: Agreed, totally. I think it's such a, um, well, it's a very tricky, from some point of views, it's a very tricky situation to be in because you don't have a wealth of data to rely on. Uh, to inform your decisions. You also don't necessarily have, you know, that that MVP that's being brought to market to try and establish, you know, the, the fit within the market. So there's a, a variety of things that that have to not, not just be guessed, but really, you know, you've just got to make quite a lot of assumptions at this stage. But it's interesting that, you know, as a marketeer that you're you're actually so heavily involved at this stage as well because a lot of the the startups we speak to it's it's very much like okay we're going to create a product um we you know we pitch for investment with the idea or the concept of that product um and maybe they have like a basic prototype already built um and then they they start taking that to market and then it's it's at that point that they start to think about okay how are we really going to develop this go to market strategy how are we really going to launch this properly um, how are we going to build our beta or our alpha tests and stuff like that so it's it's quite a unique and interesting position to be in I think um, you know in and looking at it from that point of view uh, you know what were the the what was the I guess the structure of FinaPay when you had first joined you know was there um, a big development team or was it literally just the co-founders uh, how did that look like
0: um, so when I joined um, so actually the process of me joining mm-hmm. I was in a point where a lot of my um, freelance work had pretty much come to a halt because sure. of all of the lockdown and people their budgets are completely changed and they don't really want to take any risks and at the beginning of it the value of content kind of changed slightly mm-hmm. and now it's kind of getting back into what it used to be but so at the at that point I was being really active on discussion forums and going on all these freelance platforms and I've been using the dots quite a lot mm-hmm. um, they have a really great active community on there who are not just helpful but they there's a lot of people that just kind of put out honest uh, job adverts, almost, mm-hmm. and from their perspective, they just asked a question: "We're in search of a marketing specialist. Is anyone out there?" And I ended up getting in contact, and that's kind of where it started. Mm-hmm. And from there, the team was actually probably there's two there's there's co-founders, but they also had a product design team, so they had very basic, almost like designs ready, but basic. Um, and uh, from there it's really insightful for me to be able to be, to be able to share my own ideas and be mm-hmm. part of that process. Cause like you said, as a marketer, it's not that common. Yeah. Um, you come along uh, maybe later on, but I think for us now, it's, it's great that I'm involved in the majority of all our processes now, because once we get towards launch, then my understanding of where what we've built and how it's been created only going to make my job easier to represent our product yeah Um, so from my perspective i much prefer it Um, absolutely I've worked with a lot of startups in the past and they've been I've pretty much provided them with like a launch strategy towards marketing so creating pieces of content that are really bespoke to what they're doing and there was one I was working with a startup studio called intersection ventures. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were working with some really cool, um, tech startups. One was atomic hire. So they're like an AI driven recruitment startup. Um, and they just provide a complete platform for your recruitment. Um, and for me, I was just creating content that was really relevant to the psychological, a- psychological aspects of AI and how that's affecting people's recruitment strategies um but yeah i mean for now for me i'm really enjoying it it's, mm-hmm. it's great it's, I, I get to see so many different parts of the company and we're just we're growing every day and it's yeah it's, yeah, it's really really exciting
1: no, i think that that's it yeah it's it's such a, a brilliant position to be in is to be involved with the venture at this stage um you know it, it will definitely give you that unparalleled insight into how the product is being made and then once you do launch you'll be able to be so reactive and and quick um in terms of maybe making changes to the strategy as and when you start to you know roll out that go-to-market activity and, and start to see the data coming in see how people interact with the product see how people are actually acquired and what the i guess the the flows are um of, of traffic towards the product so i think it's really cool um and you'll be able to make sure that all of the that framework for you know sustainable growth over the period that you guys launch is is actually in place properly because i think there's so many um so many times i've seen okay so a startup will say right now we need to hire a marketer and like 50% of the structure is just missing it's like, yeah, okay. And they, yeah.
0: they, they then got to catch up and be like, so what, what's going on? What have you been doing over the last year? And,
1: yeah. 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 Well, yeah we we've...
0: can't really summarize that in one conversation.
1: <laughs> it's like, we spent a hundred grand on Facebook ads, but we're not quite sure if attribution works. It's kind of like, Hmm. Okay. Maybe you should have put that in place first, but I guess, you know, that, that speaks to the nature of, of being involved with a startup anyways. You know, there's, there's only so many hats um, you can wear and, Although you know you do have to wear quite a few, um, certainly when you when you get more specialized with the roles and jobs that you 're taking on the performance and, and the quality of things will naturally increase um, all right, awesome, so moving on to uh, let 's talk a little bit about funding and, and where um, Fennepay are um, Have you guys had seed investment up to this point is it is it Series investment, where where are you guys at?
0: Uh we are not that far yet. Mm-hmm. Um I think we are we want to get to a point where we're confident that our product is ready to share. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of that's kind of it in its simplest form, to be honest. Yeah. And I think it's it's quite nice for us to take it gradually at the moment because mm-hmm. one of the best parts about this startup is I'm working with people all around the world. And we have meetings regularly, and some people are up at three in the morning and they want to get involved and they want to hear what everyone's got to say. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, like everyone's part of it, but um, there's some people in Dubai, there's someone in Malaysia, and we're all kind of working together, which for me is, is great. I've, most of the startups and previous I've been with have mainly been London based. So mm-hmm. it's quite a new experience for me, actually.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. So yeah, it's great
1: so what does that internal structure look like at the moment
0: Uh, so we've got um, certain teams are growing faster than other teams Mm -hmm. Um, product design um, there's quite a few of them involved at the moment from my side of things I'm currently growing a team and slowly at this point because as I said my strategy is obviously quite adaptive so I I need to know what kind of specialities or what kind of talent I'm going to be looking for at some point. Yeah. Um, so I'm kind of sharing ideas with the rest of the team rather than growing my own yet, because I'm just going to take it step by step. Yeah. I think patience is quite important. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really easy to like rush into things, and especially with this startup, we're taking it at a really nice pace. Um, I said to someone the other day, it's it's like making a a, a risotto. <laughs> you throw it all in and pour the water in, stir it really furiously. It's not gonna be your best work, but yeah. you like take your time and pour in the water now and then, stir it with some care. It's gonna take longer, but you're gonna have a really good meal. Yeah, it's, absolutely. Yeah, I think patience is key at the moment, I'm, and, I, and I'm I'm liking the, the, the pace that we're moving at.
1: Yeah, so it's primarily um, product design and, and product development stakeholders within the the company at the moment that's the yeah
0: pretty much yeah. pretty much. okay
1: cool um, all right so you've mentioned that you know one of the main things that you're working on at the moment is this go-to-market strategy um, tell us a little bit about that what what is it that um, let's say you're, you're focusing on the most uh, or you know how have you managed to communicate with other teams in in order to develop this
0: Um, so at the moment, a lot of, a lot of what I want to do is pretty much on my shoulders for now because, Mm -hmm. um, I am the marketing. Yeah, Mm -hmm. absolutely. Um, And I'm quite excited to get some more people that have specialized in marketing on my team because then I can kind of share the ideas with someone who might have something that's going to evolve that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, At the moment, I'm kind of, I've got like a scale of ideas, yeah. high risk, low risk, and I'll share them with the team. And then some people will say, there's no way we're doing that. Mm-hmm. And then Some of them will, will agree. And I think it's, it's really good to be transparent with everyone at the moment so that, like I said, cause I've got a big part to play in a lot of the teams. So they've got a big part to play in the rest of it too. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah.
1: So what's, what's your highest risk idea at the moment?
0: Oh God! Because um, the thing is, I was thinking about fraud. Yeah. You could have advert campaigns that are really like uh, you could have like they could they could represent someone getting scammed, and you mm-hmm. could show someone getting scammed. But is that going to create a negative connotation? Is that going to tap into the negative psychology of people? Is that to... Yeah. And um yeah that's quite a big part of when i when i'm doing strategies i like to kind of put myself in the customer in the fact that it's a psychology like you're you're creating a it, it's it's consistent within your brand you're creating yeah. an image especially with the go to market this is the first time you're going to share your product and if you're representing it as something that's it's obviously tackling fraud but if you're just showing people getting frauded on videos then is that going to work? You know. So we're yeah. throwing ideas around. Um,
1: yeah, I think that's that's a, that's a really interesting point of view, actually, um, or not point of view, but thing to consider is that you know if you do because you are based within you know the fraud industry and tackling fraud, if you do portray people getting scammed, will that associate a negative connotation towards the brand? Um, and I guess the the big challenge there is. Is how to actually talk about this with a positive connotation um, and how you can express that but not only tap into the emotional triggers and the emotional responses of I guess when people do get scammed um, but also not leaving like a sour taste in their mouth once they have experienced that and and gone through the brand touch points Um, so that yeah that's a really interesting that's an interesting challenge. I think Um,
0: I'd like to kind of represent us as the solution, you know, uh, whether we, whether we start by highlighting the issue and then later down the line, because of people's engagement, we can then include case studies and kind of transform that issue into some positivity. And it's when you start seeing results, I guess that's when you know, you're providing a positive change yeah but yeah to begin with you're obviously talking about your issue but you want to you want to be positive in that sense
1: yeah yeah totally agreed how does uh or when did branding come into the mix because i've you know checked you guys out online and um, there is a presence to a certain extent at the moment and when did um the brand come into play was that before you you got involved with the team or has that been something that you have uh, a conversation that you have started yourself
0: um so i am part of that decision mm-hmm. and we're actually currently in the process of um going through our brand and mm-hmm. strategizing what our brand is um i've been working quite closely with our strategic team so they've mm-hmm. got quite a quite a nice business strategy quite a um, it's becoming more complex every day but in a really nice way and uh, I've been working with them quite closely and it's really kind of opened my eyes to the fact that with a strategy you just got to like enjoy the process
1: yeah
0: because I think a lot of that beforehand I was kind of just wanting to get to the end result as quick as possible but yeah this is kind of teaching me like every part of that process is important Mm -hmm. and that's helping me to fuel the branding as well so we want when we get to launch i feel like we're going to have a really confident brand behind us but right now we're still kind of forming that so Mm -hmm. um yeah i'm excited to uh share that once we're ready
2: so that's a very uh interesting uh conversation here so for you guys at this early stage what does really branding mean does it mean the branding strategy and understanding you know at how you can actually tackle the industry and have a unique um, proposition there from that branding perspective? Or is it that plus the values plus the identity as well?
0: So um, I think you need to distinct between product values and brand values because mm-hmm. your product values are kind of what your product is going to provide Mm -hmm. your brand values is what your product is going to make someone feel and it's it's completely customer centric um so right now we're kind of trying to make sure that we understand our market both from a customer perspective and also competitive so then you start to realize how are we standing out and Mm -hmm. what what's that going to make people feel like um and Because we're in the phase where it's quite early. I think our idea is slowly forming, but I wouldn't be able to kind of share something that's concrete as of yet. Um, But it's really nice to get... So I'm trying to involve most of the... Each part of each team within the branding so that we can all have a shared um, part of that pie, as it were, so that once it gets to it, someone's decision three months previous has actually helped to fuel so that everyone feels part of that. Mm. Um, so yeah, for now it's, it's, it's still kind of, it's still evolving to be honest.
2: Mm-hmm. And from the visual identity perspective then, do you have someone um, who's part of the team who's responsible responsible for designing that look and feel and logo and colors and everything? that comes with visual identity? Or is that someone that you partnered with or will partner with uh, on an external basis? Uh,
0: So we are just going to,
2: we have a design
0: team. So there's Mm -hmm. a product design team and there's, there's quite a few people involved who can help us to form our visual presence. So for now, I'm excited to see what they've got in mind. And that's gonna happen in the near future. And then we're just gonna to have to take it from there. You just gotta you just gotta react to what's been provided and whether you require external help or some design talent that's been involved in branding specifically, then that can be part of your journey. But for now we 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 I think we're building really nice team culture and that's quite nice to feel, even though you've never met them in person.
1: yeah now building those bridges from the the get-go is is i think it's going to be essential and crucial for success moving forward especially when you guys actually launch you know and and put it out there into the market um so you mentioned that you know you have a, a very content focused background um and that's pretty much where your um professional i guess career has has led you to um so Taking that into account, like, what are the the types of content that you you think you're going to leverage um, working with uh, Finape?
0: Um, so, I I'm a wordsmith at heart, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, I I studied journalism at university, and part of that was also English language. So I was getting deep into studying the language sure. while also trying to find the best stories that are going around mm-hmm. and that's really kind of formed a really, it's almost like an enjoyment for writing quality words. Yeah. In this form. Um, So for me, I've obviously got quite a large focus on content marketing and I think the fact that we're trying to become someone that can, if let's say someone's anxious to shop online and we can start to be the thought leader or the educator of, of them realizing that actually There's ways that I can be safe. Mm -hmm. And I think the content marketing could be quite important for that. Um, So I've got quite a few ideas flying around at the moment for what that could become. And then at the end, at the other end of the spectrum, spectrum is my social media. And I feel like once we've got more of a concrete understanding of branding, the social media can start to be a bit more confident in the way that it looks um and at the moment my i mean it's all kind of roadmap and strategic value right now but um yeah the content marketing side of it is kind of i'm quite excited because i know that i can i know that that's my speciality yeah and uh, at the moment i'd like to get someone involved who's a bit of a social media whiz so i can share some ideas with them and then um they can start creating something that's gonna get the word out there
1: yeah yeah absolutely i think definitely having that content marketing approach towards you know the the problems and and providing the solutions that your platform provides um in a in a very i guess customer-centric narrative is going to be key there uh, and that's yeah that's going to be a, a real challenge because again we mentioned that you know you need to be able to dance around the fact that you don't want to leave a bad taste in anyone's mouth if you want to make sure that this is um, fully associated with positive connotations mm. after people have experienced you know the, the content that you're, you're creating so I think that's actually going to be a real challenge um, but it yeah. will I think lead to some some incredible work I mean in terms of journalism and, and content creation um, that you've done before it, would you say that this is certainly the most challenging um, I guess strategy that you've had to put together and, and you know try and solve the problems for the brand or um, do you think it's going to be a bit more of a walk in the park
0: um, this is definitely a challenge Yeah, I'm not going uh, to pretend yeah. that I'm a man and I'm confident like, <laughs> it's going to be hard absolutely uh, there yeah it depends on the like the avenue that you're heading down a big part of what we're trying to represent further down the line is to be able to allow people to kind of be confident to reuse and resale and they can resell their items and give their items another life
1: yeah
0: your item doesn't have one life it can have multiple lives in different households and that kind of tackles your waste culture you know Yeah. Um, and for that to be a social impact movement um, could be quite important, to be honest. Um, And whether that could be part of our plan further down the line, um, who knows? But I think for now, we need to focus on how we're going to represent ourselves as the solution, really.
1: So in terms of um, roadmap then, um, and you know where you guys are at of course um, you haven't launched you haven't gone to market yet but that's something that certainly you're planning to do um, so let's just try and distill the stages that have happened and then the stages that you plan to to complete um, in the coming months so essentially you guys have you know you have some co-founders um, and they've, they've come up with this idea over, I guess, a variety of digital platforms, the dots being one of them is one of the, the platforms that they use to, to sort of start building this team, um, finding people who are, who are truly aligned with the vision um, from a very qualitative point of view, I would say, rather than just like sticking up a, a job post, which is like here are the requirements. It's more developing that relationship first um and then you know of course you guys are developing the product you're developing the business strategy i think that's kind of um a bit fluid at the moment as well from what i can tell um so so over the coming months um what is it that you guys plan to do and and actually when do you plan to launch if that is set in stonia
0: um so i we haven't well we've got an idea of when we want to launch we've got an mvp that's in creation and ready is ready for later this year. Cool. Um, And from my perspective, I'm kind of leading up to that. So once that's out, I want to make sure that we've got content that's ready to go and we want to we want to really make it so that the amount of customer research we've done is going to really fuel where we're targeting because Mm -hmm. as a platform, it could it could be it could be a global thing, but you're not going to start marketing something and just say this is this is for everyone mm-hmm. like you need to be specific. so I'm still deciding on what, what kind of avenue we want to focus on um, and on the roadmap type of thing, um, where are we at now? so because we're at a point where it's so fluid, the mm-hmm. roadmap beforehand was pretty much product centric yeah feel like' we're now we've got quite a confident idea of what that product or how that product's going to function mm-hmm. so now for me it's more about our aesthetic and our branding because once we've got a confident idea for that my job then becomes a bit easier because I've got like a I've got a personality to represent I've got a tone of voice that I can follow I've got a persona that our company is going to represent so yeah. For me, that's kind of the priority at the moment. Um, and then once the MVP is out, we—I'm just gonna focus on um, just analyzing what results we get. That's kind of the priority to begin with, um, and see where those where those customers are coming from. Yeah, there's certain markets that I'd like to tap into, like the people that just are anxious to use these platforms because of previous experiences and. Um, finding these people it's difficult to begin with but if you can spread the right messages this is this is this is what we're doing this is a solution this could make your shopping life safe online then it could potentially work but it's all about just putting it out there and putting the analysis in to begin with so from there coming on to next year um, I'm keeping an open mind to be honest Awesome,
1: awesome. And so, just before um, we wrap it up, then uh, I would say, you know, let's look at your journey over the the past months and since you you joined. Um, you know, what are some of the, the the crucial bits of advice that you could drop to the audience? Um, of course, there'd probably be more marketing focused, but yeah, what what are some of those nuggets of of information that you could uh, you could drop?
0: Um, I think. Recently, during lockdown, I've had a bit more time on my plate, and I've used that time to just educate. I've just been learning. Yeah. And one of my favorite platforms to use is Medium. Mm -hmm. Um, I use it nearly every day. I have daily notifications from my favorite authors on there, and it's kind of like little bite-sized snippets of info from people. And you might read some... I'll wake up and read the article that's there, and that article could spark an idea that could then become something that's going to be part of our product or be something that I could work on down the line. And, um, medium is from my perspective from a journalistic eye is actually really high quality content. And there's a lot of publications that I think could, could look up to medium as a, as a, as a quality, as a qualitative platform for content. Mm -hmm. So I think just be, be open to educating yourself every single day. Like, I always say to people, every day is a school day. You, you need to just be, be ready to learn things. Um, and from a marketing perspective, in the tech field, it moves at such a rapid pace. And yeah, we're, because we're in the payment gateway system, uh, industry, sorry, um, you've got all these high-end apps, like WhatsApp, Instagram, and they're all starting to involve payments within their apps and we're, we need to be reactive and every single day you need to you need to kind of just be on top of it know what's going on um, yeah. and i think that comes from my like looking for the story being the, being ahead of the news but um medium's great for that i would highly recommend it
2: so a huge thank you to finapay for speaking to us you can find them online at finapay.com That's F-E-N-A, pay, or follow them on Instagram at finapay underscore l-t-d.
1: You're listening to the Digital Spaceship Podcast, a marketing journal by Blue Drop Studio, a digital marketing and creative content agency based in London, UK. We're on a mission to grow the tech brands of tomorrow with creative content and social media advertising. Check us out on LinkedIn and BlueDropStudio.com or hit us up on social at HeyBlueDrop on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. Your hosts are at Anna Rawinska and at Omar K. Juman. If you want to talk about digital marketing for your brand, drop us a line at hello at BlueDropStudio.com. Thanks so much for listening and we'll see you in the next episode.